Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of Paratalk and on this episode Tom and I are going to investigate UFOs. Are the aliens our friends or are they here to do us wrong? Anyway without further ado let me bring in Tom and we'll get this show on the road. Hello Tom. Hello hello. UFOs. Yep. Exactly. Where 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 are you on that? <laughs> um yeah I've... I'm kind of, um, I'd call myself a casual UFO uh, enthusiast. Mm. I think the problem is, I have with talking about UFOs is, there are so many people out there that seem to dedicate a large portion of their time to researching and they've all formed their different opinions on it. So I always get a bit worried when I start talking about these things that, you know, I'm coming from it from a bit of a, a casual observer type of background. I'll say something and then I'll hear people going, no, no, that's wrong. Uh, this is this was actually disclosed and all this stuff. And, you know. Yeah, I, I know it's it over the last, I think over the last few years, um, UFO, the whole UFO topic and the whole UFO debate has got quite, um, quite serious. And people do take offense mm -hmm. if you uh, go down a certain avenue or have a certain point of view. And uh, people yeah. can end up arguing and falling out with each other, which is kind of sad, really, when it when it gets that bad. But what I was going to ask you was when when did you first sort of get into the whole, um, you know, aliens and, and UFOs and, and stuff like that? Were you was it something that you grew up with or is it something you've sort of? Yeah, kind of. I think, I've, well, I've always been interested in like anything spooky and weird since I was like really young. I kind of remember how young I was when I first became interested in stuff like that but <clears throat> i think when i started to get into the whole ufo thing was probably when i was about i don't know 13 14 mm. i can't remember the exact date but there was a magazine that came out called the x factor and this was before the tv show the x factor i think it was actually trying to cash in on the x files the tv show yeah and um, this magazine just covered all kinds of weird stuff from spontaneous human combustion and big cats. And it had a whole thing on Roswell and Area 51 and UFO sightings. So <clears throat> I collected all those magazines. I even got, there was like a, a binder that you could buy, like a special X Factor binder where you could put all your magazines in. I spent ages building that collection up. I don't know what happened to the magazines. They're probably in my parents' attic somewhere. But yeah, that's, that's when I started properly getting into all this weird stuff reading that reading the x factor magazine there were a few um i remember being mm. a, a kid and obviously the unexplained and arthur c clark and all that stuff yeah. uh, everyone remembers that <clears throat> and there were other magazines as well there were there was one called encounters which was kind of revolved mm. around the whole ufo thing that was like a glossy magazine um and there were a few others that i remember buying you know going down to wh smith and uh, put your. Have you got my uh, magazine? Uh, you put it on order. Yeah. Yeah. Remember going to the magazine shop and you go. We don't do that one. You have to order it, and then every week you have to go there and pick <laughs> it up, and they put your name on the back, and you've got to prepay and stuff like that. I remember that. Uh, but no, yeah, I, yeah. I, that was that was a bit of a highlight though. Going yeah. going down the news agents and getting <laughs> a new magazine. I really, yeah. I think I progressed from going down every day to get the Beano to suddenly getting the X Factor magazine. But they were great. They were like glossy magazines. Mm. They had a lot of information in them. You could get a good read out of them. And it was stuff yeah. that you could go back to. And obviously, you know, we all had opp opportunities to go to the library, but this was something a little bit 
sort of directed at uh, your uh, you know, what your interest and I th there were loads around I mean you don't get that well I suppose there are still those magazines around but they're all it's all very sort of homegrown yeah, yeah. now you know it's sort of individuals that make small Some, amounts yeah but but back Some then of them um I think there's one called Nexus, which yeah. I think I don't know if that's still going, but that's quite a it's quite a niche, but it, yeah. it deals with a lot of paranormal stuff, but in a much more yeah, um, like fourteen times 14 I quite times, like, but yeah. that's a lot more. That, that's that's quite a broad, you know, that's you know aimed at a broad audience. I think Nexus is much more. It's got really long articles, really niche articles in it. About I remember reading one about like the pomegranate and how it had par paranormal properties or something. There, that's quite an interesting one. But yeah, they don't make them like like they were back in the nineties and the eighties. Yeah, it's all kind of like uh, gone digital. It's all online, mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah. obviously, you know, it's a lot cheaper to do it online and do PDF magazines and stuff. But it was something about yeah. buying a magazine or getting a magazine and going home with your uh with your panda pop and your uh your spangles and uh reading your magazine and it was great and you'd leave you'd yeah, lend it yeah. to your mates and never get it back because uh, we all yeah, had yep. mates like that who borrowed stuff and go oh, i'll give you that back clearly they didn't they even lent it to someone else and completely forgot but that's another story for another day anyway ufos <laughs> we're, we're we're going down the ufo rabbit hole today we're not going to go too deep because if we do this will turn into like a four-hour episode and we gotta we gotta watch the uh, how long we talk for because we've got to keep the YouTube and uh, the algorithm gods happy with uh, what we you know how long we go for, lest they get angry and they punish us. Apparently, right. um, so UFOs for for most people, right? Um, UFOs start around nineteen forty seven with the Roswell, and obviously you know a little bit before that with um, Betty and, and Barney Hill. Around the same, you know, that same kind of bubble, when and um, mm. you know, and obviously there are others in that in that mixing pot where they've had experiences, Kenneth Arnold, people like that, um, but but it's that kind of era is when it kind of started, and then from then the UFO history kind of evolved and things moved on, but what 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 I kind of don't understand sometimes is that if you look back in history. There's other stuff that goes on in history where that also could be interpreted as a an encounter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I've got a I've got a few little stories here or accounts or whatever you want to call them, and I want to I want to relay them to you know everyone, and and we're going to talk about them because I think that religion, obviously back in the olden day the olden days um played a really 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 big part in everyone's lives because um a lot of people and i don't mean this in a, a detrimental way but a lot of people back then they couldn't read and they couldn't write it was only like the rich people that were able to get a some form of a an education where they could read and write and stuff like that but the poorer people the everyday people the real people they didn't get those opportunities so they could only learn things in a, like a pictorial form or in a belief what they were told that's why when you go in a church and you have all these great big murals everywhere of damnation and stuff like that was, you would go in there to, to do your sunday worship and you know the priest or the vicar would say look 
there's the pictures there. If you don't do what you God wants, that's going to be you there. That man there, that's you. So you know that, and that would scare people. Uh, so yeah. they would do you know do the right thing, mostly. But anyway, so I want to go. I want to jump back to seventy four BC for our first um, apparent UFO encounter, and this is right. in now. People know how good I am with pronunciation and words, how I am such a linguist that I'll most probably get all these words completely wrong. But, you know, that's the way it goes. So this is ancient uh, Antolia, right? And this is described by a Greek historian. And he's just, what he describes and what he writes down in his little history book you know, of his accounts of what happened in those days, he wrote down that this was, um, there was a war, right, between the Roman Republic and i think pontus right and uh there was a so if you can imagine these two great big armies and they're gonna go to battle and they're in this kind of open field area and they're ready to go to battle with one another now all of a sudden at the point of battle right they were they were stopped by what they described as a thunderbolt of flame that came down between the two armies and in this big thunderbolt of flame what, there's something what looked like a, a shape of a, a wine bottle, but it was silver in form. Okay, and this scared the mm. armies enough to retreat away and go back and not and not have a war, right? And not fight. Now, we have to look at this in the context of um, religion and God and angels and stuff, because obviously that's the way it's going to be interpreted in ancient history yeah what's your interpretation of what might have happened there i don't know it's, it sounds it sounds like um your typical kind of tic-tac shaped ufo sighting I mean, what when you describe this um silver wine bottle shaped thing was it like big like a craft or was it like large, the size yeah. of a wine bottle uh, no yeah. large uh, i would say from the description and from the pictures it looks about the size maybe a bit bigger than a than a large person but obviously mm. back then their drawings were a bit iffy there's they, oh yeah, not yeah everything yeah, was yeah. to scale so it's but it wasn't it wasn't like a tiny thing you could hold in your hand no. it was like an actual large large, yeah. large enough craft. to yeah, yeah. force the two armies apart um they yeah. took it as um i suppose they took it as some sort of heavenly warning to say pack it in there mm. go back to go back home and then they went about their business but the thing is that they describe this um, object as being made of um, molten silver in the shape of a wine like bottle. Like a liquid. Like a liquid, like a, a movable, mm. like it was moving, like it was molten. So like a fluid. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard, I've heard of other craft, be like UFO settings where they've described them like mm. that, like, like they can change shape or yep. they seem to be pliable in some way. And yep. What about that column? Was it like a column of fire, or like, uh, the, well, like it shot down from the sky? Yeah, it came down like a, a um, like a thunderbolt, you know, like a straight down, and then it was mm. this thing in the middle at the point. Um, yeah. From look, judging from the the images, the paintings, the drawings that they that, that had been produced to kind of describe it, but that was mm. the first encounter. Now, if we move yeah. forward a little bit, a long way. Not too far, but a longish way. 1561. Now, a lot of people are going to know this account. It's in, this is in Nuremberg. This happened on 
April the 14th, 1561. And um, it was... This encounter uh, kind of revolved around the sun. It was was in a daytime encounter. And the individuals that they first saw this two half-moon shapes of red um, objects in front of the sun, dancing around the sun. And this this Mm. drew a crowd, okay? So people started to watch this. This this wasn't something that just happened and stopped. This went on for a little bit. And as they watched this um, display going around the sun, the daytime sun, they started to notice other things uh, appearing. And they were orbs or globes they described them as globes large globes and also crosses and long uh, cylindrical objects that all started to dance around the sky and it was if they described it as if these objects were um, fighting or at battle with one another and this went on for some time until these objects slowly kind of lost energy or lost the ability to stay in the sky And the witnesses described that these objects slowly fell to the ground. And when they fell to the ground, they kind of ignited and then just turned to smoke and disappeared. Now, (laughs) it's it's a classic, um, it is a classic case. And and this kind of encounter went on for like, it it must have been about an hour in total, about 60 minutes that they were witnessing this phenomenon in the sky. Now, for all we know, this could be some form of natural phenomenon that they witnessed and they put this kind of maybe a religious connotation over it. What, 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 what do you think it might have been? I, don't, I mean, what kind of natural phenomenon could that be? I mean, the fir- I mean, the first one, I could imagine somebody making the argument that it could be something like a, a weird bit of ball lighting, lightning or something like that, you know, yeah. that they've misinterpreted. But mm-hmm. how could you see... If they're, I mean, like definite shapes like crosses and half half moon shapes, mm. how could that be like a natural phenomena? Well, one of the weirdest things <clears throat> to come out of this was after this event had happened and uh, all these things have kind of, you know, fizzled out, they also witnessed yeah. a large black spear-like object appear in the sky. Mm. And they... You know, uh, this to them was maybe um, what I would interpret it some sort of message from maybe God or heaven or something. But yeah. when you when you think in context of today, if you presented this and said, "Well, they saw this," and you say, "Oh, well, clearly that's just uh, you know, it's a UFO, it's an identical flying object, something's in the, something's in the sky." And remember, back then there was nothing there was nothing in the sky apart from birds and clouds. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It reminds me it, it reminds me of um it reminds me of something else that I'll maybe touch on a little bit later. But um but so there's that account as well. And I think but I've that, got But that's a strange one because it's like yeah. I haven't really heard of a UFO like a modern UFO sighting that's that's like that, you know, like tons of different shapes in the sky and things like that, you know, it's it's usually just like a few lights or a strange shape, but well, yeah. And the way you described it, it's like the sky was full of all these different yeah shapes seemingly to battle each other and then they fell to earth that's mm. a, quite a unique sighting well it it reminds me of some modern day sightings that see multiple objects in the sky that seem to be 
uh, either fooling with one another or moving around each other or anything like that. So it, it reminds me of that kind of thing. But this th this seemed to be some sort of um, exchange going on where they were obviously, uh, they describe it as a fight, a battle. So, you know, yeah. uh, we can only I mean, go... Maybe that was just the way that they interpreted yeah. what they were seeing now. You know, it's... Uh, well, well, yeah. Like you say that... They probably thought it was like the angels fighting or something like that. Well, they? yeah. I always have to when I read early accounts of people seeing things in the in the in the sky, mm. whether it's um, the day sky or the night sky, I always have to put um, my kind of religious head head on, and try and think in those terms of how someone back then would have interpreted that. And immediately I would think, well, yeah. they would see it as <clears throat> an, an angel or they would see it as an act of God, or some sort of mm. religious message that's being relayed to them. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, yeah. that's how they might interpret it. But I'm also wondering where the, you know, the aliens, whatever they might be, um, might have something to do with that, which I think we'll touch on in a little bit. But I, I just want to come to another case, which is an earlier case, which is 16... 39 in Massachusetts um, a James James Everall now he's he saw a, a large uh, light in the nighttime sky um, as he was on his way to a place if I got it correctly it's called Muddy River he was it was on his way and um, he was um, on his way and he saw this object in the sky and it, it took the shape he, he describes it taking the shape of of a swine as it moved through the sky. Obviously, a, I suppose a, a swine being, a, a, I guess, a pig uh, as it mm -hmm. moved through the sky. And he wasn't the only person to uh, see this object. Other people had w that were with him at the time and, and a little bit later also saw this object. But what's interesting uh, about this encounter is that they walked and watched this display or whatever it was in the sky for a number of hours they were traveling and after they'd that the, whatever it was had gone they found that they were back where they started at the beginning of their journey mm. so we've got we've actually got some what i would say missing time or uh, maybe an abduction maybe maybe they were abducted Maybe they it came and took them and whatever it did to them and then put them back at the beginning of their journey. It's a very yeah, strange on, one. Unless, unless it was like warping space or something weird like that to make them sort of walk around in a circle without knowing. Well, yeah, yeah a, it, it could be, but it's definitely a, yeah. a, a weird, that's a weird one. And of course, with these accounts, yeah. there are there isn't um, like heavy, you know, research into them there are accounts of people i saw this and somebody writes it down and it's maybe in a newspaper or or whatever and or in a book or it's just told through the years and that's it there's like today we have somebody who has an experience and people go and investigate back then none of that yeah. it was it was an angel or it was god or whatever but obviously we have yeah, we, yeah. we can't miss out um 1896 to 1897 there was a a spate of the mysterious airships in america remember that the people were seeing these yeah. airships that were popping up 
all around the place. And um, I think it was one time some individuals actually had a conversation with these uh, humanoids that were on this airship. And uh, they were kind of, they didn't understand what they were saying to them. But uh, they were like waving to them and stuff. So, um, yeah, so that's something else that people were seeing. And back in the day when there shouldn't really have been anything in the sky. I, I know it's... On yeah, that's kind of what makes them interesting, yeah. isn't it? Like these days, at least when when people try and dismiss sightings these days, it's usually, oh, it was it's probably just some technology from, you know, a military... Health, yeah. You know, te- yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or it's a Chinese spy drone or something like that. But when you go back to before flying craft ever existed and there's there's no way to dismiss them as human technology at least you could you could say there's some kind of weird weather phenomena but it doesn't really fit the descriptions well i um i was thinking about these accounts and obviously when you kind of put these historical accounts into modern modern day ufo experiences i'm i'm wondering now obviously i'm i have to make a make it clear here that anything that i talk about isn't i haven't come up with this this is something that people have written about for a long time jacques valet he he <clears throat> kind of wrote a whole book on this where the the ufo occupants the visitors whatever you want to call them are they the ones that are possibly behind it all in the sense of when you see something religious um to you it's an a religious experience but maybe they want you to see it as that because at the end of the day we are our brains are a receptor and we receive certain things certain information from our senses from outside in the world we perceive the world because we perceive it in the way that our senses translate it into our brain, etc. Now, if they're able to control that, then we can, we are at their whim, really, because we are perceiving what they want us to see and what they want us to perceive and experience. Now, if they're flying around and they've been here forever or a very long time and that we are on this planet through their permission and it's not really our planet, it's their planet, maybe they're able to keep a check on us and drop in on us and maybe check people out and they think, well, okay, what's in pop- what's in their culture right now? Um, oh, well, they're into the, the whole spirituality and they're into religion. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go as an angel. I'll put my, mm-hmm. my angel suit on yeah. or I'll program my smartwatch to be... Today I'm going to put my angel mod on, and that's how we perceive them. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it could also be a way of um, you, you. You could also have if you had a sighting, you might be scared to tell people in case they thought you'd seen a demon or something like that. So yeah. it could also be a way of there could be way more sightings than have been reported, and the this sort of um, whatever religious beliefs people if you know if they've been programmed to have certain beliefs they could be like less inclined to to want to talk about their experiences because they might be thought of as like um i don't know a witch or mm. 
having been possessed by demons or something strange like that, you know. Yeah. There could be all sorts of sightings that have been suppressed because of, uh, you know, some kind of religious belief that's been instilled in people. Well, things like rich witchcraft and uh, sorcery and all that stuff, alchemy, mm. that was all a that was all a no no back then. And if you were yeah, caught yeah. to be doing stuff like that, you would uh, either be strapped to a chair until you were drowned or or burnt at the stake. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I can understand yeah. if you if you if you start telling people that you've been speaking to strange creatures you know yeah. that's um that's conversing with demons isn't yeah. it it's, uh, it's a big no-no so i'm sure at some point people would you know some people in a religious context they would look at these individuals these whatever they are occupants and look at them as demons mm. look at the even today some people say oh you can't trust yeah. them yeah um actually there was a i can't remember his name there's a whistleblower that just came out. We're going to talk a little bit about the whole whistleblower thing, but there was a, okay. a whistleblower that um, I'm really trying to think of his name. Uh, he, 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 just, he just he came out and he posted some stuff. I think it was originally on Reddit, but it, it's some stuff that he's been talking about. And um, he talks about this how... Uh, David, David Grush guy. No, not, guy not David Grush. About, no, no, he he is um, somebody we, I want to talk about as well, but this is another individual... Yeah. There's been a few whistleblowers yeah. recently, hasn't there? It's hard to keep track of them. But all. he tells the story of how these greys have, as I say, been around on this planet for a long time. And they're not called, they're not the greys. They've got this kind of, um, this name, the Zing or the something. They're, they're called something. Mm. And they are, they're not, they're not benevolent. They're not malevolent. They tolerate us. And they yeah. have, they basically said, don't get involved with what we do because if you do we'll, we'll just destroy you and apparently one one fighter jet or well, people have already been killed by them and even one fighter jet two fighter jets actually um a, chased a tic-tac like ufo um and it was they were trying to intercept it i don't know what they mean by intercept i mean i don't know they film it or track it or whatever but the Tic Tac UFO basically disintegrated one jet instantly and all that was left was mm. smoke. And the other jet had to turn around and hightail it out of there. And as the pilot was hightailing it out of there, all these small objects left this Tic Tac object and surrounded the aircraft and caused the aircraft to, like, as if struggling to uh, you know, fly it, and then after a few moments, they left the aircraft and went back to this other tic-tac type object. And the pilot then mm. was able to regain full control and fly off. And that was more of like a warning, like we can do whatever we want. So don't mess with us. And I'm, I'm starting yeah. to get to the point where I'm starting to think now I'm not going to go. I mean, somebody like Dr. Stephen Greer, who. I mean, disclosure is a thing now and everyone's talking about it. And even the government, governments of the world, and obviously the, America has got the highlight at the moment where everyone's talking about it. And we've got all these whistle, whistleblowers coming out talking about, oh, I worked in a secret program and, you know, I did this or I did that. Um, so you've got all these kind of people coming out around the world. But I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking that back in the day, what, 20... Was it 23 years ago, 22 years ago when uh, Stephen Greer had the disclosure project and he had all of the people out doing their thing, 
mm. made a film of it, made a made a video, had all the press there, and they they talked about what they you know each individual um, did a, did a you know declaration and all that stuff, um, and they talked about what they were doing, and we was we're twenty odd years down the road, and it's kind of history repeating itself, but we're getting a little bit more now, and we're finding out a little bit more. Now I. Now, yeah, now Stephen Greer yeah. says that aliens are they're friendly and they don't want any harm. They just want to, you know, be nice. And yet there are others out there that say these creatures, you cannot trust them. They are they're not hundreds of years ahead of us. They're maybe hundreds of thousands of years ahead of us. And the technology that they possess is to us, the way they see us is we're just a, we're just, you know, we're just weeds on the planet. And that what's important is mm, the planet to yeah. them and not us. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, I've heard that, um, I've heard the idea that if they were, if they were hostile towards humans, they would have just wiped us all out already because if they've got such good technology, you know, it could, it, I think the theory that we are just like incidental to them and they're more interested in the planet makes more sense. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. My my neighbor is really into um, Stephen Greer. And yeah. he's like, I don't know. I don't know that much about it, the whole disclosure project. Like he's been telling me a bit about it, but um, yeah, I've, growing up, I didn't really hear about that whole side of things, but it, it, the interesting thing is that, like, he's been telling me about it for a few years, and he's saying, like, right, there's there's going to be disclosure coming. Like, he's he's heard from that Stephen Greer, right? They're gonna they're gonna do like a disclosure thing, but it's not going to be real. It's going to be like a false a false flag oh, like a false type flag, of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's he's well into that Stephen Greer stuff, and he's been so. This was before all these like whistleblowers started coming out. My my neighbor's been telling me for a few years, like, oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do something soon in the next couple of years. Something's gonna happen, and they're gonna like you know, come out, you know, the government's going to say something, but it's not going to be real. Like, he's the, been the, telling me that for years. The so. fake alien invasion. Um, yeah, yeah. So Yeah, I, I, that was, I heard about that. And um, apparently there was going to be, a, you know, that the aliens are yeah, here yeah. To, to do bad to us and we need to, we need to have more control over you. We need to, yeah. uh, you know, it build up the military uh so that we need to we need the space force we need uh we don't really know once again we don't really know what's out outside of this planet people i mean there are people that with high-powered telescopes that have uh recorded stuff that is completely bizarre which is in very high earth orbit i don't know what those are they look like platforms i don't know what kind of mm. platforms um i i think that you know and also things like there's a big thing about antarctica at the moment and people talking about antarctica and there are whistleblowers coming out saying that there's stuff out in Antarctica and that the base is out of there. Um, yeah. I will blow your mind if you find out the technology they're using, uh, the technology that they've got out there can cause um, a planetary phenomenon in the sense of they can control earthquakes and weather and, and all that sort of mm. stuff. And you, and yeah. it, it, it's bizarre. There's, there's so many different things. It's, I mean, one thing I've heard, about the greys the intention of the greys is that they've been around for years mm. and the people have been abducting a lot of them they've been kind of mind controlling them to um so that when the invasion happens 
these people have been like programmed so they'll suddenly like click into gear and they'll like act sleepers as like um like sleepers yeah and, yeah. and what they'll do is they'll be like the crowd control and he's saying that people have been programmed so that when there's a big you know a big scare and everyone's running somewhere i don't know where they've been running to these sleepers will be stood on the street corners directing people right go down there and this will be part of like some invasion or this will be this will be when the greys suddenly kick into gear and i don't know what they're going to do abduct us all or take over the world or kill everyone i, I don't I, I don't think he's gone too much into what they actually got planning but this is the the idea is that the greys have been here for a number of years and yeah the abductees are, are like these sleeper agents but also at the same time the greys are um sort of are among us as like hybrids or in disguise or something like that so i don't know i, I keep hearing like so many different things from different are, people about yeah. what the the intention is this this is a problem i have we're talking about it everyone's got their own idea of what the what the truth is but yes yeah. there's, there's so many different conflicting the, uh ideas the the problem is you can fall down the rabbit hole and you can become yeah. fixated on one single thing on one yeah. you know one kind of mindset <clears throat> and if you do that it can become very frustrating and also can become very difficult to move forward the way that i kind of look at the whole subject is to have a open mind on all of it so anything mm -hmm. that anyone says i will consider because i don't have the information to, to turn around to that person and go you're talking a lot of all rubbish i haven't got that you know information i can only mm -hmm. listen to that person and go oh interesting and and that's it and then put it on the shelf with all the other stuff well, yeah. for example and i'll give you an example there are those that believe that um got sounds like the beginning of battlestar galactica then anyway that was just a throwback then to the, the, the uh, to those people who used to watch Battlestar Galactica back in the <laughs> late seventies. Almost got anyway. I won't, I won't say that again. Um, so basically, um, some people think that the the Space Brothers, the aliens, the Greys, whatever you want to call them, come from another planet far away in from mm -hmm. in space somewhere, you know, wherever it might be. Um, I'm not going to say a place because there are so many places. I don't know. Now, some people say that they travel here and that they have got some ability to travel faster. Well, you'd need actually you would need to travel faster than light. Therefore, you would need to be bend space. Uh, either that be a wormhole or some sort of dimensional jump, because even at the speed of light, it would literally take um years to get to the nearest. Yeah. Uh, star with a, with a with a planetary system and all it would take it would take multiple years and that's a pretty long way to go if you're doing that all the time you know imagine going to work and back and it takes like 40 years to get there and 40 years to get <laughs> what a nightmare but the thing is it's like um so they must have technology if they're doing that to able to flick a switch and then kind of just do this kind of warp speed or something but not a lot of people i'm not saying no one but not a lot of people you don't hear a lot of people talking about what if they've they're already here and they've been here for forever and that we are we we came out of the we come out of the fish pond and we went up the trees and then they saw all that and they watched it 
and they thought, hmm, we could do something with them. They're useful. And then so many millions of years into our evolution, we had this kind of jump, this technology jump where we were, we used to live in caves and run around with our spears and our stone hammers hunting beasts so that we could eat. And, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we started to farm and build stuff. And we kind of made this jump very quickly. I mean, I don't mean like in a week. I mean, over a long, you know, a, peer, a, a stretched period of time, many, many generations. But we made this kind of jump where we started to think, oh, maybe I should grow some uh, cabbage. Maybe I should build a little hut rather than live in that stinky cave with that fire, which makes you smell of smoke all the time. So, you know, we had made this kind of jump. So maybe, maybe there was, maybe someone came down and said, hey, you don't want to do it like that, I want to do it like that. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, what do you think of that? Uh, well, and, and they could, and they could have been here from the beginning. You mm. mean, or yeah, maybe came down from. Maybe I don't want to. I don't think people own anything. I think you are the mm. um, you are the caretaker of all of everything that you have. You simply you possess something, you use it, you, and then you when you expire, you pass it on. So you never really own anything, but in the mm. sense of a planet or you don't really own it it's not yours it's like our planet it's not our planet it's a planet we live on we happen to be here it's like they say our moon it's not our moon it's the moon where there are things Uh, we get into this mindset where we own everything and i think that these whatever they are may have evolved to the point where maybe they are the caretakers of this planet interesting fact there's a lot of people it could be yeah i I feel like I know this idea that they they kind of live among us and they're kind of directing things behind the scenes. But if there was such a like such an advanced life form, would they really be satisfied living for what like thousands of years, just hiding in the shadows of some in some way? Would they not want to be the the creatures that are like running around on the surface doing all the fun stuff? Like, would they? You know what 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 are they doing? Are they are they like hiding out in? in buildings somewhere are they under the earth in some kind of hollow earth situation like what like what where are they all if they're if they've been here for thousands of years and like i don't know like it, well, it couldn't be very satisfying to just live behind the scenes directing well, the whole of yeah. humankind could it i don't know well put it this way everyone in our age group at some point has had sea monkeys you had sea monkeys <laughs> yeah now I, when I had sea monkeys, right, I looked in the comic and I saw the little king and the queen oh, yeah, yeah. and all the I little remember. children. The king yeah. sea monkey had a crown. The lady was like doing some, some cooking and the children were playing. And I thought, and it was like $4. And I went, I want that. I want that. <laughs> and I, I went to the, um, where did I get my sea monkeys from? I think I went to the joke shop in town, the in the market and and he, he had mm. like a box of sea monkeys and i thought i thought they were like little people and i, and I walked in i go you got have you got any hello sir have you got any sea monkeys and he said yes son there's 75 pence a packet on the side there and they were in packets like you know like you get the packets you used to get space dust in they were like in packets yeah, like I remember, that i remember him. Mm-hmm. and i i bought some and i i couldn't understand how all these little people were in this packet and I was so careful with this packet on the way home. I thought, I better not crush it because I don't want to kill my... I am, I'm literally God now. These are my people. 
And I got home and my mum had bought me a, like one of those, you could buy those kind of plastic uh, cylinder, like fish tank things for them. <clears throat> and she'd bought me one. It was like a yellow one with a yellow base. And um, you could, they had like little things like shapes in them and stuff. And they were like all different colours. She bought me like a yellow one. And she filled it up with water. You had to put, I can't remember what you had to put in the water. You had to put something in the water. But anyway, she did all that for me. And uh, I got this packet. It said you had to uncut, rip the packet and then pour in the dust. It was literally dust, right? Into the water and then leave it. And I thought to myself, poured it in and it was like a cloud of dust that went in. And I just didn't understand. Where's my little people? Where's the king? Where are the children playing football? Mm. I don't understand what's going on here. I literally thought I'd been tucked up, you know, about 75 pence gone. And I come back the next day, I went to bed and I woke up in the morning and I saw these little things like swimming around. And um, yeah. I got quite angry, to be honest. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was at the, I was at the, I was at the, um, I was at the tip of getting that container and pouring it down the toilet and flushing it away and becoming a, a mass murderer, creating a, destroying the and do you want to do you want to know right that's how sometimes i think the aliens are they sometimes look at their little sea yeah, monkey yeah. thing and they think man they've merely messed things up i think they need to go that today's the day they go down the toilet you know yeah yeah i can see that but in your analogy yeah the humans are the sea monkeys in their little tank yeah and the we aliens are, are the, yeah the good the gods outside but like where is the outside of that tank? like like where are, are the aliens like out in space or are they no. are they hiding out somewhere on earth or are they like possible i've heard the theory that they're like they can shift between dimensions so you know there could be a, a whole alien civilization living alongside us but they've just sort of shifted a few degrees into a different dimension and there's this whole other world that we don't see i mean that's the thing i i, I don't get is if there is aliens like all controlling all our lives like you know are are either they're just hiding they've been hiding for like millennia and they're just you know living this really secretive life or they've got somewhere else to be and you know a different planet or is it a different dimension or somewhere else that's that's the thing that interests me well like I, um, where are they well they might be in plain sight i mm -hmm. think right i think that if you are that tech technically advanced and you have a, have a you know that you have a, a a goal to set or a mission to do or whatever it is they're doing if yeah. you know if they are doing anything um i think that they're able to uh, not be in our spectrum of vision in the sense of maybe they are able to you know in layman's terms cloak themselves from us or mm -hmm. or maybe put it this way the human eye can only see things at a certain speed beyond um if you have a here's a here's a here's a, a metaphor an idea if you have a car going along the road and it's going like really really fast or a plane flying really really fast if it gets mm -hmm. to a certain speed to us that object even though it's going like super 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 fast to us it vanishes we can no longer see it because our eyes cannot process that data quick enough for mm -hmm. us to see that object so to us yeah. it's literally vanished it's literally gone invisible now it's like a lot of these ufos that people say it was in the sky one minute and then it just vanished i think it's still in the sky it's just going really bleeding fast 
is shot away so quickly that our brains cannot process what we've just seen and it's gone and it and and yeah, or yeah. or they're able to slip out of our spectrum of vision we see in a very narrow band of 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 vision our you know the spectrum of vision that we see is quite narrow i mean animals mm -hmm. have got quite a wide they see differently anyway but their perception is different but ours is is quite it's quite narrow so if you're able to move yourself out of that area of vision maybe to us um they vanished but they're still here they're still walking around picking mm -hmm. flowers or whatever they're doing taking readings or whatever but they're i mean for yeah. example whitley streber all right um i don't know if you've read the books communion and uh, i have i've listened to some interviews with him but i've not read the books i want to well i i suggest anyone who's into that stuff uh like the alien stuff and abductions mm. read them they're really good especially a communion it's a really really i mean i read that book in like three days i just couldn't put it down it was just drags you in but anyway, so there's a part in that book where he had a lodge, a cottage or a log cabin uh, in the in a wooded area in above New York, where he, I'm pretty sure it's New York, where, where he lived with his wife, his late wife. Um, and they used to go to this place and, you know, to have to spend time there. And they used to have friends there. And after a while, when he had started having these experiences in, in the woods, he had these abduction experiences and stuff, he he likened it to um, the poltergeist phenomenon where he would go to bed one night and go to sleep and in the morning he'd get up and things would be different. Things would be moved around. Things would go missing in, in, the, in the cabin where he would put stuff down and it would, it would go, it would be gone. And then a, a few days later it would turn back up again. It would be, you know, it would mm -hmm. like, where did I put my keys sort of thing. Um, and he, he talks one night about um, having an experience where these, in a room watching telly and he feels like he's not alone that there's someone else in the room with him and he could feel the presence of someone near him but he couldn't see them now that likens me to someone with a a magic belt on or something who's who's able to cloak and has maybe stood there watching studying them seeing how they how does he watch mm. telly that makes some yeah. notes here and you get that feeling that instinct that you're you're not alone because you're picking up on those that frequency that whatever you know, I'm, I'm maybe yeah. way off. I'm just, you know, I just liken it to that. So maybe, I, I don't know. But with the whole UFO, where are they? I think, I think that there may be, the lo most likely thing is they're not, they're not in some mountain somewhere or they're not, maybe they might be inside the earth. I don't know. But there's two options to me. They're either on the moon. That's where their base is. They're on the moon, mm -hmm. the dark side of the moon, the back of the moon where that's where they they kind of hang out that's their crib that's where like alien hq is that's where they do all their stuff and they come to visit earth and then they go back mm -hmm. there because it's an, if you're in a ufo that can go from you know zero to whatever speed in in no time at all getting from the earth to uh the the moon is going to be easy going to be like 20 minutes and you'll be there yeah so it could be that or it could be in our seas in our oceans if you look at um how deep some of our oceans are look at where the titanic is like what two miles down there's very 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 hardly nothing apart from a few probes yeah. and yeah. you know we now know that you know some people have been that deep but um we now know that very little is down there when it comes to us there's no you know we, we don't go diving down or we don't know what's down there it could be we're still discovering things that are down there so 
it could be that they if they've got an object that can go into travel at those vast speeds and go into space maybe i don't know um it must be able to withstand those kind of pressures they must be using mm -hmm. some sort of physics that can can work against that you know I, I don't know i'm i'm certainly speculating but when you look at all the pieces and together and i think that with this whole disclosure thing maybe some of that's going to come out maybe because maybe they're going to start talking about um you know these individuals that maybe are on the planet and not we're looking in the wrong place and this is where i wanted to bring yeah, up um yeah. you mentioned him earlier um what was his name david um david 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 grush uh with the whole disclosure thing yes now yeah. have you seen the interview that he did i haven't no I've, I've read about it but i haven't watched the interview yeah well he says a lot of things and uh, he's legitimate right the guy checks out the thing is with a lot of whistleblowers is that you have to take it on merit that they are who they say they are. Um, and also, you know, they can't say, oh, well, here's this and here's that. There are a lot of them out there. I mean, with um, Stephen Greer and the Disclosure Project, all those people that were saying stuff could prove that they were did what they did. You know, they weren't there. Otherwise, they would not be there. Now, this geezer is the same. He's like, he was a in the military and he had all the clearance and he'd mm -hmm. seen things and he's talking about what things he's experienced and it's first-hand stuff. The, the thing with the, the whole disclosure hearings is they don't want people who are like, well, I know this bloke that he had a, they don't want that. They want the geezer that the bloke he's talking about. They want him and they want him to come forward and they want to prove that the guy yeah. is who they legitimize who they are. That's what they want. Yeah. yeah. And that, Another thing at the moment is, which I've got another twist on something, but with with these disclosures and people coming forward, it can I think it could go one way or the other. It could be there's a lot of people out there that are really really sort of hoping for disclosure. Now say mm -hmm. that happened tomorrow. Say that they um, they turned around and said, yeah, um, seventy years we've been fibbing a little bit, but the aliens are they're real and they're here and they're not very happy. Mm -hmm. What 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 do you think might happen? It depends who was saying it, really. Like you say, if it, it, the problem is when, like, as you say, we need these legitimate people to come forward, but there's so much mistrust that if a gov you know some government official came forward and said, yeah, there, there are aliens here, you know, they could pull out a video of like, look, this is a, a craft that we've retrieved. This is this is the pilot flying it it's an alien i'd be instantly mistrustful of that i yeah. think i just i just feel like i've i've been primed to not trust anything <laughs> a government official says so you know I, like how would you how would you ever know like uh, also because it's so easy to fake something with cgi these days oh like, yeah how would you, how would, i don't know maybe I, I think maybe i'd need like something to fly down in front of me, land an alien to get out, take me up back to their home planet. I'd be like, oh, okay, I believe it now. I what? don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like I'd be instantly mistrustful of, uh, of any client kind of disclosure that came out from, uh, so from some kind of official force. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm very distrusting of any politician, mm. anyone that uh, is a politician. I'm really like, well, hang on a minute. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very distrusting because you know the Char, Char, David Charles Grush, like the fact that he's like 
he's from the military and stuff it's either that makes him more believable because you know he's 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 not just some crazy off the street he's he's oh, he's know, got, got yeah he's got the, he's background. got all, all the background yeah yeah or you could say that he's he's some kind of disinformation agent and he's been you know prepped by the government to put out this information to sort of um you know or what's it called like like discolor the truth and you know set set people on a different path so they yeah. don't go down some routes you know they he's a, a, a like a controlled opposition yeah that, you know it, it's hard to tell I, well, I always think that's the problem with this disclosure stuff i i tend to when i when i see all the ufo stuff i find it fascinating i find what's going on mm. um, quite exciting actually um i always keep my mind open and i look at what governments around the world are doing at the moment yeah and at the moment there's a huge push for net zero there's a huge push for everyone mm. to get onto get into an electric car or get onto an electric motorbike yeah. or or electric push bike or you know that get rid of fossil fuels don't you know heat pumps and all that get rid of fossil fuels no more burning coal etc no more of that everything's going to be by mm -hmm. 20 was it 2033 or some some you know 10 years or whatever we're not going to be we're not going to be using fossil fuels anymore and there's going to be a huge push for that and governments seem to be really pushing that at the moment and it's kind of come out of nowhere in the last you know few mm -hmm. years everyone's and kind of you know every, it's always there's always some way that they exert more control over you through yeah. these green policies like these 15 minute cities yeah. oh you've you know you can only travel a certain distance and yeah. then you, you'll be monitored you will put in these cameras to check where you are at all times paper mile and stuff like that maybe yeah, yeah. maybe um, maybe uh you know roger the alien captain roger who's in charge of you know the aliens has come and said to the world governments sort out your planet clean it up or we'll clean it for you and we'll clean you away so you've got mm -hmm. so long to do something we're not going to do it for you because we're not here to do that but you need to do it and you need to sort it out quickly because you're yeah. damaging the planet now i have my own thoughts on climate change and i have my own thoughts on this whole net zero and stuff like that. I think it's mm -hmm. it's it's a good thing that you put less um, you you put less pollutants into the air and you can have a cleaner place. But I don't see those in power doing the same thing. It's it's more of no. a case of do as I say, don't do as I do, and that's the problem mm -hmm. we have at the moment. Um, with with this whole yeah, yeah. kind of push to net zero. And to electrify everything and have electric cars, which let's be honest, to the average person, are pretty unattainable because they are like super super expensive, and you can hardly charge them anywhere, and they are limited. The the you know the distance. I was going to buy an electric motorcycle. I thought you know, I ride a bike at the moment. Maybe if I sold that and bought an electric bike, um, I'd be doing my bit. I'd be doing my bit. And it would save me on fuel and I wouldn't have to pay, you know, other things as well. And I could get a grant. And then I looked at the how far it goes. And I'm thinking, literally, where am I going to where am I going to charge it? I don't have a garage. You know, I'd have to I'd have to buy a bike that the battery comes out. And it's just too much hassle at the moment. And it's not really affordable. 
um, you know, mm-hmm. looking at a decent one, you're looking at ten thousand pounds. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. it's crazy money, and I think that that this is being whole pushed at the moment. And the only thing I can think of is that the whole disclosure, net zero, there's some connection there. There's some connection with all of this. And yeah, I, I mean, don't know what it is. The way I see it, well, this is one possibility. Um, is that like I, I kind of agree with you about the green the whole green net zero thing like because I've, I've always been quite into like nature conservation and all that and i'm you know I'm, I'm i'm all on board for environmentalism and all of this stuff but I've, i have noticed as i say every every new plan they implement seems to be some form of extra control yeah handed it over has the some sort of so, controls with it yeah 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 and, and like even like the green even like electric cars it, this is if you've got some car that the government can just switch off and <laughs> stop yeah. you traveling somewhere. Well, yeah, um, you don't have your vehicle, trying to get you? rid of trying to get rid of cash. That's another one where, you know, the, all your money's digital and it's all like some kind of centralized bank digital currency that they can just switch on and off at a, whenever they, they feel like it, you know, they can take away all your money at the, at the flick of a switch. I feel like if they're going to, if there's going to be a sudden push on all these things at once and it, it's going to be like, um, you know, all these all these different tendrils of control are going to suddenly close around us, there might be some pushback from from the general public. But if they've got some some great distraction that they can suddenly bring in, like, oh, look, there's aliens. And we're all like, oh, my God. Yeah. There's aliens. You've got to do something. You know, this, this will give them a good excuse to suddenly like, oh, we, we've, we've just got to... You know, that distract one one distract you from this new push for um, extra control over the populace, but also just like give them an even greater excuse for even more control. It's kind of. I mean, scary. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that. I don't know if I believe that completely. Like whether that's you know that's not my like running theory, but that's just one no, one it's possibility to, of why. Yeah, it's good to sort of look at these options and look at the way that things could go and. Uh, yeah, yeah. the way that I look at it, if, um, disclosure came tomorrow and they turned around and said, yeah, they're, um, it's real. All the aliens are real and they're here mm. and, um, they're our masters. They're, uh, you know, um, I, I think that, um, well, I'll be honest with you. There are some people who have become quite excited about it, um, yeah, yeah. and want to meet them and have a talk, you know, ask some questions, interview them. Uh, but there are other people maybe in the religious side who are quite quite religious, which might look at them either as devils or demons, um, uh, or they might look at them as, you know, people from heaven or whatever, and they might expect, yeah. you know, little Billy has got a bad leg. Can you fix it for him? Because you're really clever. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Um because let's be honest, anything that is so advanced, um, you know, hundred, even thousands of years advanced, um, would appear to us like magic. Let's be honest. Uh, if you're oh, yeah. able to cure any illness simply by your understanding, their understanding of physics is maybe different to ours. And if they mm-hmm. go, oh, you've got that sickness, I'll oh, take that pill and it will all, you'll be fine in the morning. And they take a pill and they're fine to us. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. Yeah. But to them, yeah. it's just basic. It's just basic chemistry, you know, because they understand far more about it than we do. So I'm worried that yeah. maybe that could happen, where they would be perceived yeah. as some sort of new, you know, 
the church of Bob the alien sort of thing. Um, and they would worship him as their Messiah. Um, or yeah. there would be a pushback against them and think you're not taking our planet. This is our planet. We're going to go to war with yeah, you. Yeah. You can't fight something that's like so advanced that you can't even see it half the time. So I think that there's, there's all these different avenues that you could go down if disclosure came out. And I do think that any disclosure that does come out from these hearings will be very, very heavily controlled. And it will mm -hmm. also be very, very carefully controlled as to what information filters out into. Yeah, yeah. I did notice that the mainstream media, they kind of pick up on this stuff and then they talk about it for a little bit and then it just gets forgotten about. I think it's, you know, we know that the media is controlled. We know that they are pretty much fed the information. There's no investigators mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. You haven't got the guy with the hat and the cigarette and the, and the long coat that goes out and I'm going to crack this case. There's none of that anymore. Yeah. You've got no. somebody just sat in front of an email going, oh, here's a story here. It's just been sent in. Let's uh, publish it. You know, it's, it, that's what news is mm -hmm. these days. So, yeah. 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 So I, I think and that... They've, they've been kind of dripped, like, you know, over the years they've kind of sort of fed us a little bit about these ufos and aliens but it's just the last few years they've really like it's, it's it seems to be much more that they're trying to get over the idea that it's it's sort of more acceptable to believe these things and it's it's now entering more of a like a you know in the past it's always been a bit of a fringe you know like it's something that crazy people were into but nowadays it's it's much more like they're calling them UAPs. They've got a bit more of a... Well, yeah, they've kind of moved away, haven't they? They've moved away from yeah, the, the UFO and they've given it a new name. Um, they've, given it, they've kind of rebranded it. So it's like UAP. Yeah. So they're talking about UAPs now. So when you go, so you mean UFOs? Oh, no, 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 no. We don't mean... Oh, no, mental people. Yeah. All the mental people look for UFOs. We're talking about UAPs. Something completely UAPs. different. It's the same thing. It's all yeah, the same. Yeah. So yeah, I um, yeah. I I don't I, I I kind of I know what they're doing. They're trying to change the the perception. They want to move away from the whole UFO thing. They wanted to change it, and they want to change people's perception of it. I understand why, in a way, they wanted to make it more palatable so that the the larger the larger population will take it more seriously. Because there are still a lot of people out there that you you mention UFO and they're like, eh, you're a bit mad, aren't you? You're a bit what you saw an alien, yeah, you're clearly you're bonkers <laughs> you know there are people out there like that and they don't want to know they you know you you say to them what have you read on the subject well i i'm read nothing i read it i was in the sun i read it in the paper it said it, you read it yeah so you were told what to think then you know so it's like you haven't mm -hmm. done any real research you haven't read any books or read any literature that's done any that, that infuriates me a little bit when you have yeah. people like that and i i i always say don't get me wrong i always say it's good to be skeptical a little bit of scepticism, a little bit of open-mindedness, it works well together. Because you can always question yourself yeah, then and think, yeah. hmm, what am I, what, what am I being let, am I, my, what am I being told to believe here? Um, I, do I need to sort of, you know, do your own research as well as listen to other people. But I won't, I don't think it's good to blindly follow. Um, that's not good. It's not healthy. And I don't think it's good to no. just scoff and make fun at people because they've had an experience that might be something that you might not be able to understand or sort of, you know, get into your yeah. uh, understanding your noggin but i just wanted to um get to the end of this episode now but i want to mention a few more m recent cases regarding ufos in, in over here in in old blighty so uh i just want to okay. just tell you these because 
it's relevant to what we're talking about and it's relevant to the public seeing stuff and i think that what we're going to do lowton and essex right in essex this is why we were talking earlier this is in september 2005 um this is a case where they had like multiple orbs or discs of light or whatever you want to call them were seen in the sky and this by a, a large number of people and um one of the weird thing about this experience people reported is when they were interviewed after the um uh, their experience which didn't last that long but they you know they witnessed it um is they all mm. said that they were f- had a feeling of being watched that the, that the orbs were watching them that were lo- they were looking at them you know they were I've heard that in a lot of other like strange encounters. It's like you just get an eerie feeling, like yeah, the hackles on your neck go up, and it's like it's like being watched by something. But in um mm. in Romford, which is another place in Essex, and for anyone listening, going, well, what's he on about Essex? Rom, what's he on? I don't know where that is. Well, Essex is just outside of London, so if you just think of London and then just look outside of London a little bit, Essex is kind of like there. Um, and then, and then Romford is a, is a place in Essex. Um, so, um, yeah, so a few days later in Romford, uh, other people saw the orbs, I don't know if it's the same ones, but they saw orbs as well a few days later. So whether these orbs yeah. were doing like a, a tour of the area or they were popping up in different places, uh, who knows? But, um, yeah, uh, that was one. And then basically 2020, right, uh, in Norfolk, there was a UFO site. But did, did you know, um, I've heard this before. I, I find it, I don't know, I find it hard to believe. But apparently Norfolk in England is the UFO capital of, of uh, England. There's there's the oh, most no. um, concentrated, it's like over 30, is it 33% or something like that of um, UFO sites are in Norfolk. But that's just a bit weird. I, I don't know if I can believe that. But anyway, so in 2020, right, um, there was a rise of UFO sightings in the UK, as I just talked about. Now, I'm wondering, uh, and also other people have brought this up as well. We had the, uh, you know, we had the stay-at-home stuff then, didn't we? No one could go anywhere, and oh, everyone yeah. was kind of like, there weren't any flights in the. Well, there were flights, but the, the flights were drastically reduced, and um, there wasn't much going on in the sky. And if you remember, when we had the first stay-at-home thing, I'm staying away from saying what I'm saying, but you know what I mean. The first one we had, when we all had to stay in, um, the air quality went up drastically. And and if you remember, we had all that lovely sunshine for like two, nearly three weeks. Where is that now? Where is... We should be getting that right now. And it's raining outside. But anyway... Oh, yeah, I, I've heard there's a heat wave... Where is it? It's been chucking it down for weeks. Yeah, where is it? Where's that heat wave? Uh, I it, <laughs> for the last three days, it's been raining here, or been wet yeah. and miserable. But anyway, so yeah, so um, in 2020, 11 people saw an unexplained, uh, unexplained bright lights in the sky in that area. Once again, you know, mm. a large group of people. Um, now this is uh, another one, Alfred, Alfred. Uh, Britvy or Britiv, oh, I don't know what his last name is. His name's Alfred, um, from Hampshire in 1983, right? This is he saw um, a saucer uh, near a canal, and uh, he, he. This is quite a funny one. Well, it's not funny. It's it's kind of like it would be, it would be the. I would be quite. I would be quite 
miffed, I think. Maybe relieved, I don't know. Right, so he's going for a walk, right? And he's walking near a canal. And this is in Hampshire in 1983. And he's having a walk. And uh, he sees um, this, allegedly, this UFO, this saucer land, right? Lands, and he thinks, what the hell's going on? I'm going to go and have a look at what's going on there. So he walks over to it, right? And uh, the door opens, and he sees this bleeding, he sees this alien, right? And he's like, oh, my God, it's real. They're here. And and he's, mm. he thinks for a minute, am I going to be, like, in his head, he thinks, um, am I going to be abducted in his head? He thinks, am I going to, is this it? Is it my, it's my abduction. I'm going to be abducted. And the alien, telepathically in his head, says, no, you're too old. Now go away. Bit guide, bit guide. You're too old. He was, <laughs> he was seventy summer. Imagine that the alien like in your head going, "No, mate, you're too old. Now just bugger off on your way." <laughs> so yeah, he what, had. What um, did he describe the alien? Was it like a grey little little well, little alien man? Little, I suppose, a little grey man. Um, mm-hmm. But he, he thought in his head that moment, "That's it. They're going to take me. I'm off to the moon or Alpha Centauri yeah. or wherever." And uh, the aliens like, "No, mate, you're you're too old. Now on your way." on your bike um and then there's one more case which happened in london in 1955 bexley heath ufo encounter um margaret fry i think i told you about this one but margaret fry was on her way to the doctors when she uh had an encounter with a ufo and this was also seen by her doctor and some nearby children now apparently this disc-shaped object landed at a road junction so it, on the on the road, it landed at a road junction, stayed there for a few moments, mm. and then it took off, and uh, it was gone. And this was not only seen by her, but it was seen by the the doctor she was going to go visit, and it was also seen for some children. So that's an interesting one. And there's another case of um, I did an account on it. The um, oh, I can't remember uh, the grey of um the the, the school kid. Uh, that um, encountered a grey and uh, he, he it was a ship that was landed ran in some back alleys of a housing estate and um, he uh, when he went round there and there was aliens there was all different aliens there was like a Bigfoot there was like a, a scene oh that was it that was um, that's oh. just down the road from me that yeah. was the Gateshead Grey Gateshead yeah Gateshead oh, Grey that's Gateshead. It, yeah. yeah that's that's like five minute walk away from my house that area it's um, it's all the alleyway and that's still there was- is all yeah, that... the alleyway still there yeah it's um yeah it's it's all it's all pretty much the same as how it was wow amazing the church is the church they they apparently took the alien body yeah. to the church that's right that's all been converted and the church is still there but it's all been converted underneath into... isn't it like an underneath sort of basement, yeah, there's a basement area. underneath yeah and that's all been converted into like um it's got like a cafe and like a craft shop in there and things i think but that's just down the road from me that area it's wow there's a few. There's a few weird, weird places around there. There's um, there's a there's a weird bridge that you can go under, and apparently there's like the ghost of a hanged train driver in there. It's just down the road from there. Like they, like it's a little weird triangle. There's a there's a building that's supposed to be haunted as well. It's it's quite a weird area. But you know, Tom, you should do a video on uh, on all the haunted point points of your area and go visit them. Yeah, yeah. Bencham it's Bencham Bank it is. It's um Saltwell Road, I think that alien encounter was on, but it's That's all it. it's yeah, all yeah. on ben, Bencham Bank. It's um yeah, it's But it's it was all those, are, there, are all the houses and there was a shop there 
like a corner shop that uh, he ran into because uh, it was like they would do the soldiers were marching um, and uh, he ran into a shop and told some soldiers that there was a there was aliens in the uh, and they came out yeah. and, and apparently their soldier saw them as well um, and was told not to talk about it but um, it's a, a fascinating story and the guy the guy that um, I think he's dead now he died a while back but um, mm, yeah, yeah. he always told his story and it was always the same um, uh, I yeah. think Richard D. Hall did a video with him talking about it mm -hmm. and took him to the area and stuff but it was fascinating but um, anyway yeah. so we're coming to oh, the that, end that was an early one wasn't it that was like what was that like no that was um, 30s or something no it was uh, when he was a kid so it must have been it must have been in like the 40s or something like that yeah. uh, I think it, must... it was before all these like the, the popular alien sightings happened it was it was I'm definitely sure it was weird. earlier than that there was that one there was that one and there was uh, the other one where the school kids were playing and the the craft landed in the middle of the road outside of all the houses. And all mm -hmm. the kids saw the craft land and it made a load of them sick. Uh, they were like in bed mm -hmm. for days afterwards and they reckoned that they had like a dose of um, like radiation poison. They were like nauseous and had upset stomachs yeah. and stuff. But a cr and, and not only the kids saw it, but the the mothers and fathers the residents of the uh the the housing the terraced houses because it's like a the road was really thin and it had houses either side they were all like terraced houses mm. and for those that don't understand what a terraced house is imagine a block of houses and all the houses are joined together and all the doors you know it's there's no there's no they're not separate there's no you can't walk down between them they're all like one row and and the, and the roads yeah. are quite quite narrow and that was up, up that was up your neck of the woods as well um, and, and the kids yeah. saw it and, um, uh, yeah. And, and then the, the, sh the yeah. craft took off and left, but there's a few of those cases that happened, but they were that mm. kind of fringe cases, but they happened like years ago before it was like, as we say, everybody was seeing stuff. And of course, you know, yeah, yeah. UFOs now, everyone, well, not everyone's seen them, but more people are aware. I think it's amazing that more people are aware of UFOs and have sightings than back in the day because more people now, pretty much everyone I see is just walking along looking at their telephone. And it's amazing yeah, to see anything that, like that. That's something, because as I, I've told you before, my neighbour, who's well into his aliens, he was always talking to me about them. And since he started t talking to me about strange things like that, much more often when I'm walking the dog, I'll be looking up into the sky yeah. And the amount of things that I've seen, I swear to God, if you want to see a UFO, just go out at night and, you know, go out a few nights a week or just walk around looking up into the air because you'll see something. I have seen so many weird lights in the sky. Like I was walking the dog one night, I was coming home, and this orange light in the sky just went across. And it was just, it was traveling too fast to be a plane, just shot across the sky. And then I thought, well, that's weird. Well, it could have been a shooting star or something, but it, it wasn't quite fast enough to be a shooting star. And it was in the sky for too long, I reckon. Mm. But then immediately, something flashed across my vision to my right, and I turned my head, and I just caught sight of it. But it, you know when you turn your head so quick and it, you don't get a clear yeah. clear look at it? And it was almost like, I describe it almost like a, a jellyfish, like a blue jellyfish in the sky, but it was so quick it was gone. But, uh, you know, it just flashed across my vision. I would turn my head. I was like, what was that? And it was just up in the air and it went like between the houses that I was walking next to. And it was just like, almost like a, like a, 
of transparent blue light, but like sort of sort of like a half dome, like a jellyfish. I just I saw it for a second, but I do wonder how often I've just been walking around and not thought about looking up into the sky. Just we looking don't. At my phone we don't. Or, we know, just don't. We just up. don't look up. Yeah. So yeah, just walk around and look up into the air because I have seen so many weird things since I've started doing that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know. uh, I was shown a video uh, a couple of weeks ago by someone I know who went out on a. Uh, they were camping in the middle of nowhere, and mm. there was no no light pollution <clears throat> or anything. It was just they were pitch black, and it was a warm evening, and they were sat outside. They were like doing a tent camp, and they were sat outside in a in the middle of nowhere. And they mm -hmm. were looking up at the sky and they could see all the stars. And they, were, they yeah. weren't really looking for anything. They were just looking up at the sky. And uh, he recorded on his phone. He noticed something going across the sky. And they all, everyone said, oh, it's just, um, it's maybe the space station. Or it's um, a satellite that just goes going across. But mm -hmm. the weird thing was, when he showed me the video, it was going across the sky and it slowed down. And then it sped back up again. Now, yeah. if that was a satellite or a space station, I don't think it would have done that. But why would it? Why would it intentionally slow down? Is it trying to say, "I know you can see me, so I'm going to do something now to let you know that yeah. I acknowledge yeah. that you see me"? You know, I, I, I've definitely, I've definitely heard that, and I've, I've heard the the more you become interested in the idea of UFOs and mm. seeing one, the more, the more likely you'll see one, and it's almost like there's some kind of interaction between your in, your intention and what happens in the sky. Well, yeah, um, but uh, I don't think I you know. It will be it will be interesting to see where this whole uh, disclosure goes, and it will be interesting to see what information yeah, yeah. comes of it. But I was going to ask you before we end this episode. Um, I want I want your final thoughts on what what where do you think we are with the UFO scene and everything at the moment, and and do you think it's going to evolve into something more? I think I think it's definitely going somewhere. I just don't know where. As I say, I, I definitely feel like I feel like the media's gearing up for something. I feel like they're drip feeding things to us now, and they're going to. They, it's almost like they're ramping up for some kind of big di disclosure event. Um, also, just the fact that people are just seeing more and more strange things in the sky. I don't know whether that's just because it's kind of in the zeitgeist. More people are out there watching the skies, or or what, but. It definitely seems, feels like things are ramping up at the moment, um, but I don't know. I don't. I really don't know where it's going to go. I'm going to keep open-minded. Like I know I said before, I'd be skeptical of any disclosure that comes out from the government, but I'm not going to Im immediately dismiss it all. It's just like, you know, I I, I, I kind of stay open-minded, but also I'm a little bit suspicious. So I've got no idea where it's all going to go, but I definitely feel like. There's something coming. There's something in the in. There's something in the works, and you know, I'm I'm interested to see where it goes, but I I can't really say for sure what. Whether it's going to be a, a real disclosure or some kind of trick or, or what. Well, that's an interesting note to end this episode on. So uh, we're <laughs> we are um we are still waiting, and we're going to wait to see what happens. I think. But on on another note, I just wanted to ask the listeners. Um, if you've got, if you've ever had any weird things happen, if you had a, a UFO encounter or you've had a, a spooky ghost encounter, be sure to go to, um, paratalkpodcast.com and send me an email, uh, because Tom and I would like to hear about it because what we'd like to do is do an episode where we go through listeners emails 
and uh, discuss your your experiences because I think that that will make a really cool episode um, uh, and it would be fascinating because you know uh, someone's weird experience is always good to you know delve into and uh, give your opinion on who knows it, it, we might have an answer for you I doubt it but who knows anyway Tom so what have you what have you got going on uh, you got any new new videos in the works Tom yeah I've got one um I've got one going up today on my YouTube channel. It's just about it's about photos that look completely innocent, but they've got something creepy, a creepy backstory, or there's something hidden in the image that is slightly sinister. Um, I've got one I'm working on about the um, I, I don't know how you pronounce it, so this is going to be hard when I actually get to start recording it. It's called the Al Alioshenka. Do you do you know uh, that? Uh, it's like Ali this, uh, Ali Ali Shenka. Uh, is it Ali Schenker? I don't know. Yeah. Go to Google. Go to Google Voice and type it in and see what it says. <laughs> anyway, it's some. It's some. It's some. It looks like an alien baby that was found in Russia. Ah, um, yes, I know. I know the one you're on about. They called yeah. it Ali Schenker. Uh, some some yeah. woman apparently found it, and uh, then it disappeared. And anyway, I've got a script for that. I haven't recorded it yet. But that's going to be in the works. Um, Excellent. And, and how's yeah. the game going? Also, I, yeah, going good. I've started streaming on Twitch. That's going okay. Slowly building up my Twitch followers. I'm, you know, I've got a gaming channel where I play weird horror games. It's fun. I, you know, I like I like playing games, so it's fun to record it. And good, good. Yeah, it's good, good fun. Well, anyway, thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining me. It's always fun when we do an episode together and talk about weird stuff. Uh, thanks mm -hmm. for everybody for listening. And if you if you can give me a like give us give this episode a share tell your friends because we need to get out there a little bit more um and any final thoughts Tom, before we uh, wrap this one up um just watch the skies everybody you'll be surprised what you see when you're just walking around watching the skies at night <laughs> oh yes definitely thanks for everybody for listening and see you on the next episode <laughs>